Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Front of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and you're on Dirt Radio with Sam. I'm all alone today in the studio. Uh, Today we have a wonderful guest uh, that will be on the phone very, very shortly. Ed Hill, he's a forest campaigner from the Gungara Environment Centre, which you may also know uh, if you've been uh, following environmental developments in Victoria is known as Gecko. Gecko do amazing work. And they had quite a success story recently. Uh, We'll see where it ends up. But they conducted a citizen uh, scientific survey of the greater gliders in the general area of the Erendarab Plateau. So this is uh, down in Gippy. And on the 25th, three citizen scientists surveyors conducted a survey of the greater gliders in the old growth forest in the Erendara Plateau. Logging machinery... um, had to be moved and the logging was uh, just about to commence. They went in overnight and uh, conducted a survey. They found 15 greater gliders in about 800 metres, which apparently is a huge population. And this should, under uh, environmental protection law, lead to legal protection covering over 100 hectares. Uh, And that's if they find more than 10 gliders within a one-kilometre uh, survey area. So now I guess uh, after this amazing work by just a group of local citizens, we're going to have to see uh, if that leads to a, a permanent protection zone. So we're going to get Ed on the line now. Oh, sorry, it's a bit far away for me. Uh, hi, Ed, are you there? Ah, oh, hi, yeah, got me. <laughs> uh, so Ed, tell us what's been going on up there. I've just been explaining to listeners about the glider survey you've been doing and uh, I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit more about how that came about and what it is you're trying to protect up there. Sure. Well, uh, Goonga Environment Centre is really well known for doing a lot of citizen science survey work. Uh, we carry out surveys for threatened species and environmental values that are protected by law but threatened by logging. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a real lack of regulation uh, in the logging industry in Victoria. There's a whole suite of environmental laws that Vic Forests, the state-owned logging agency, are supposed to follow. Um, But unfortunately, the regulation um, just doesn't really happen and often their operations are found to be in breach of the law. So that's where Gecko comes in and we get out there and um, sort of act as an unofficial regulator and conduct uh, surveys in areas that are threatened by logging mm-hmm. to try and identify um, values and threatened species that are protected by law. So we had some, we've had a lot of success over the years in, in doing this. It's resulted in um, lots of different protected areas being put in place for, for various species, like the endangered long-footed potteroo. But most recently, um, we just had a really great successful survey for the greater gliders which you've probably been explaining to your listeners Mm. so 
The Greater Glider is Australia's largest gliding marsupial. They're a really interesting animal. Um, and they are found in the, the Erinundra Plateau, um, the, the tall, wet, old-growth forest of the Erinundra Plateau is a bit of a stronghold for them. And the law states that where they're, where they're found in um, configurations of greater than 10 animals in a one-kilometre survey transect or a survey line, uh, then the government are legally obligated to create a 100-hectare protection zone. Mm. And these laws are designed to sort of safeguard and protect significant populations of the species. Um, so just last week, Vic Forest had just moved some logging machines into a, an area of old growth forest up on the Erinundra Plateau. Uh, and they're about to commence logging. And we knew that this area was a bit of a stronghold for greater gliders, so we thought we'd go up there and have a look and see if we could um, see if we could find them in significant enough numbers uh, to trigger protection. Mm. And we started a survey at about midnight and uh, ended up finding 15 of them in about 800 metres, which was uh, pretty amazing. It's a huge, huge population there. It's highly significant. Mm. And we finished the survey at about 2.30 in the morning um, and then we just started... Uh, organising all our data and putting it all into a report, which we submitted to the Department of Environment at about 8.30 that morning after a, a very long sleepless night. <laughs> and, um, yeah, by, it was really great to see the Department act really quickly on, 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 the, on the report and they informed Vic Forest and Vic Forest were forced to stop logging in the area and uh, move mm. the logging contractors out. And now the Department will have to verify the record, do their own survey, and zone a 100 hectare protected area, which should which should actually save three logging coops, so three separate areas that Big Forest were planning uh, on logging. And yeah, so this is one area that Big Forest haven't uh, conducted a pre-logging survey. So what 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 are the rules around that? I mean, if there are threatened species, surely they're required to to do something like that, aren't they? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So legally, Big Forest are obligated to conduct threatened species surveys prior to logging operations uh, mm. in areas that are likely to support the presence of of threatened species. And they, they have to do this to ensure that the required protections are put in place uh, before they log the area. Sorry, Ed, you've just, you've just gone a bit muffled sounding. Uh, uh, um, That's better. I'm not sure where... Yeah, right, sorry. Um, yeah, so legally big forests are are required to get in there and look for these species before they log an area. Unfortunately, mm. their survey program is completely inadequate and there are many areas of, of, of old-growth forest and threatened species habitat that they do not conduct surveys for. And really, it's just a massive conflict of interest to have a logging agency looking for threatened species, <laughs> which, if found, would actually stop them logging the area. Yeah, it, might, it, it might sort of create a bit of threatened species blindness. Wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a bit like What's domestic really blindness, but out in the wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. What's What's really needed is more independent oversight, mm. and we we really need independent scientists and ecologists going into these areas and assessing um, the the quality of the habitat and whether or not threatened species are present in the area. Mm. And then it should really be up to the government to tell Vic Forests where they can and can't log. Instead, mm. it's the other way around, and you've got the logging agency. Uh, supposedly doing these these surveys, mm. uh, but often failing failing to actually carry them out. So this particular area, 
they had not conducted a pre-logging survey. So if it wasn't for the work that, that we managed to do, uh, this area definitely would have been logged and uh, these greater gliders would, would probably all be dead this week. Uh, logging really affects these guys. They, yep. they, uh, they don't move around much and you know, they sleep in hollows during the day and they just don't stand a chance when the loggers come in and, and knock their trees over. So, Ed, you've been a forest campaigner for quite a while and Gecko's been campaigning around Gippie for, oh, since 93, I think. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a really long, sustained, dedicated community grassroots campaign uh, to protecting particular old-growth forest around that area. I guess uh, for our listeners, uh, what's the ultimate objective? Because, you know, we're seeing this happening everywhere, whether it's mining or logging. Citizens are having to go in and prove that there are threatened species and biodiversity that needs to be protected uh, when government agencies or, you know, subcontractors are not doing their job properly. Uh, And, you know, I know for some of the other people that work at FOE, like Anthony Amos, similar problems come up with spotters and logging around koalas. Um, so I'm curious as to what you would like to see happen to uh, that whole area of forest. Is this part of the the uh, Great Forest Campaigns? Does it intersect into that or is this a completely separate uh, situation? Uh, well, Gecko's been campaigning for the protection of uh, the remaining old-growth forest of the region for a yeah, really long time, as you, as you said. We've got a We've got a reserve agenda that's part of the Victorian forest campaign uh, reserve proposal, which mm-hmm. is to um, protect the remaining significant stands of, of old-growth forest and, and high-conservation-value forests throughout the region. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really focused at the moment on uh, an area called the Quark mm-hmm. um, I saw you did some, some beautiful uh, blockading up there recently. Yeah, it's been the subject of uh, some recent protests um, out there. And the, the Quark Forest is really the next critically important area of forest to be added into the reserve system. It just sits just south of the Arundhundra Plateau. Um, and it, it's it's really critical to, to protect, to join the Arundhundra Plateau um, to the coast. East mm. Gippsland is the only place on mainland Australia where you've got continuous native vegetation from alpine environments right down to the coast. Mm-hmm. And we successfully managed to create a number of parks over the years, since the 80s, and then a number of, and, and then additions uh, all throughout the last couple of decades. And we've managed to join the Alpine National Park to the Snowy and the Snowy National Park to the Arundhundra National Park. The next, the next big goal for the campaign is to extend the Arundhundra National Park to the south and uh, reserve the Quark Forest and some of those really critically important uh, forests to the south that will link to the coast and create a continuous corridor of, of uh, habitat and, um, and biodiversity protection from alpine environments right down to the coast. So that's mm-hmm. something that we've been working on for, for years. And, um, yeah, we've, we've got a whole bunch of reserve proposals um, and, you know, maps, and we do a lot of lobbying of the government and work with the other groups within the movement to try and achieve to try and achieve that aim. Um, but mm. We also don't want forest just forest protection. We need a whole bunch of more research on threatened species and um, um, greater and improvements to the regulations um, that that control the industry. And um, just so these threatened species, which are really unique and found nowhere else on earth, can um, have the protection that they deserve. 
And so what what do you um, – how do people get involved? Like when you go out and do these surveys, do you have to be a scientist to come along and, and help do that or do you provide training? I'm just wondering for the people sure. out there that are interested in doing yep. doing something. Sure. No, absolutely not. You don't need any experience whatsoever. We hold regular survey camps. We've got the next one's coming up in the one weekend in March, which is over the 11th, 12th and 13th of March. And for information on that, you can go to our website, just gecko.org.au. You can also find us on, on Facebook, um, which is just facebook.com forward slash gecko East Gippsland. Um, and we, yeah, we, hold, we hold four survey camps every year. Mm-hmm. We just held a really successful one in January um, where we got some great data on a whole bunch of really interesting species. Um, uh, there's lots of info on our website all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can come out to the camps and anyone can join and it's free. And we provide some really basic training and information sessions um, usually for the first couple of days and then we get out into the field and collect data on a whole bunch of different values, whether it be setting remote cameras for long-footed potteroos or spotlighting at night for nocturnal animals like the greater glider um, or assessing the extent of rainforest within areas that are scheduled for logging um, or, or, yeah, all sorts of things. Um, we've even been doing a bit of fish surveying lately, which is pretty exciting. We found a critically, <laughs> endangered, critically endangered fish, which is actually found nowhere else on Earth other than the Clark Forest, and unfortunately it's... It's threatened by logging. Um, mm. within the, it's occurring within the catchment that, it, that it's found in. Um, so, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff we do, and you don't need any experience. You can come out and uh, get informed and, and get involved, and it's, it's really proactive, and anyone can do it. You know, it's, um, yeah. yeah, we get all sorts of people from the seasoned activists to people that have never done any sort of activism at all and are just interested in nature and, and want to get out and amongst it. And just, a, a, a guess, a, f- a final discussion point around, um, is it Vic Forest that's also logging um, down in Quark? Is, is it the same people that are logging? Yeah, so Vic Forest is the state-owned logging agency. Mm. Uh, so they're a government business enterprise, and mm. the government hands over, uh, allocates them a um, certain number of, or a certain area to log each year. Um, and they do all the logging right across eastern Victoria from from the central highlands where the leadbeater's possum's found right through to the far east of Victoria and far east Gippsland. And what actually happens with uh, the materials that they log? I mean, are they is, is it being uh, exported? Is it used locally? What, what goes on when they tear down these amazing habitats with those logs? Sure. Where, do, where do they end up? Well, a lot of it uh, goes to pulp and paper products, unfortunately. Mm. Um and some of it's going in to feed some, some very uh, some some local sawmills, um, and they produce uh, you know flooring and um, a whole bunch of pretty low value products too. Actually, like beer pallets uh, and telegraph posts, like support like crossbeams for telegraph poles, mm. um, that sort of thing. But a lot of it just goes to pulp. It's either wood chips uh, gets sent up to Eden's wood chip mill. Where it's where it's wood chips exported into the Asian market. Um, recently, big forests are in a bit of strife with um, not being able to access uh, international markets, and they've just recently um, started exporting unprocessed whole logs to China, um, which is which is pretty bizarre. Uh, exporting a raw, unprocessed pro- 
high value resource. Mm. Um, yeah, so and then a lot of the uh, a lot of the the other logs are going to the Australian Paper Mill in Maryvale, which mm. produces reflex paper. And that's where most of the timber from the Central Highlands goes. Right. And the has been heading there lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly like pretty low value products that could be made from other materials mm. and unfortunately it's the biodiversity and threatened species habitat and mm. uh, safe climate and clean air and water that's been sacrificed to, to produce them. Absolutely. And I, I know that uh, Australia Post uh, sells reflex paper all across the country so maybe one to avoid for the listeners out there or to at least let them know you're not happy with them stocking the paper. Uh, Absolutely. There's actually a great website called ethicalpaper.com. Yep. If listeners want to check that out. It's got some really great uh, information about what paper um, you can buy that won't cost the planet. And for those of us, Ed, that maybe can't get down to, to Gippy to one of your survey or, or, or to the Quark for, for the base camp, is there something we should be doing in terms of lobbying our own MPs? I mean, what is the, what is the best sort of... Uh, advice you could give to somebody out there that wants to actually talk uh, to their political representatives in Victoria about what's going on? Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd encourage everyone who, who, who would like to, to, to take action to write to the Premier, Daniel Andrews, and also the Environment Minister, Lisa Neville, and the Agriculture Minister, Darla Pulford. Um, absolutely, write to them, contact your local member, um, you know, raise these issues that you're concerned with. You can go to our website, uh, gecko, gecoorgau and there's a bunch of online actions there that you can take information about um, uh, about other actions that that you can take. Um, and yeah, we we are this this government is actually sort of probably the best chance that we've got of securing some forest protection in quite a long time, and they are engaging. And, uh, and and listening. Unfortunately, nothing's changed on the ground yet, but it's really uh, critical to keep the pressure on and um, encourage them to um, finally give Victoria's remaining forests the protection that they deserve. Yeah, well, certainly after the um, disastrous fires we've seen in Tasmania, I think we can all agree it's heartbreaking when we see such a beautiful old-growth forest destroyed. It's funny how people... Um, their hearts bleed when a fire rips through a location, but when logging trucks come through, it doesn't seem to have the same impact. Uh, so ho- mm. hopefully people out there will uh, have heard the story this morning and if nothing else, contact their local members or the Premier and the Environmental Minister and let it be known that we want these areas protected and we want the logging to stop, especially when it's going into crap like beer cartons and um, yeah. pulp. That's just heartbreaking. Uh, but I've been following your work and Gecko's work and, and you guys are doing such an amazing job. Solidarity from everyone at Friends of the Earth. And uh, we hope to uh, catch up with you guys soon and and see how it progresses. And, uh, yeah, keep up the awesome work. Thanks heaps, Sam. No. Great to chat to you this morning. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Thanks Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> no worries, Great Ed. work, 3CR. <laughs> thanks okay. for being on Dirt Radio. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye. See ya. And that was Ed Hill from the Gungara Environment Centre, also known as Gecko, doing amazing work to protect what's left of Victoria's old-growth forests and uh, some of the most extraordinary species that aren't found anyone else.
anywhere else, also including, of course, the threatened Greater Glider that uh, a bunch of people just went out and surveyed and discovered, surprise, surprise, that uh, Vic Forest hadn't done its job properly. Hopefully the government will hear this and listen and get on to fixing that and uh, keeping some of our environment intact. It's not worth it to uh, make beer cartons, I don't think. Uh, You're on Dirt Radio 3CR. Uh, We're going to take a short break and be back very shortly. Rovix and you are tuned to 3CR 855 AM Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do and everything can change. Politicians and mainstream media are fueling anti-Muslim hate. Attacks on Muslims are increasing and the fear is causing some women to restrict their movements. Worse, an anti-Muslim political party is launching in October. It's time for people who oppose bigotry to organise. Stand up and speak out against Islamophobia. Sign the statement at www.voicesagainstbigotry.org and ask others to do the same. Don't be a bystander. Voices Against Bigotry is a 3CR supporter. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard at Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Slangy Treehouse. As you said, I'm going to the East West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. Police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377 now. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. That's right, you're on Dirt Radio with Sam. We've been talking this morning with Ed Hill from Gecko, and if you're interested in getting involved, they've got another uh, survey camp coming up on the long weekend in March, and you can go to gecko.org.au to find out how you can uh, get involved or take action. And as Ed said, if uh, we want to keep the pressure up, get in contact with your local MP or, of course, Daniel Andrews and the Environment Minister and have a chat to them about why it's important to uh, stop logging these areas. It's pretty crazy. Uh, So we're going to be out of here shortly. This half an hour always goes very quickly. Just wanted to put in a a quick uh, shout-out to uh, the people that are organising the uh, rally on the 5th, uh, sorry, on the 9th of February uh, to ban onshore gas and grow renewables. It'll be at Parliament House, which is, of course, the first sitting day. Uh, And if you're interested, it's really about uh, understanding that big energy companies have sought to open up Victoria to onshore gas drilling and fracking, and they're putting some of the prime farmland and our water resources at risk. Uh, regional communities around the state have said no to risky, unconventional gas. 
there are lock the gate groups everywhere that uh, have worked with local communities to ensure uh, that their voices are heard on this issue. On the other side of the coin, the federal government has sabotaged our renewable energy sector by cutting the national renewable energy target by 20%. The federal government's attack on renewable energy has resulted in 90% decrease in investment and over 2,500 people are losing their jobs. In the first half of 2016, the Victorian government is going to need to decide on whether it's going to lift the current ban on onshore gas drilling and they will set the state renewable energy target for 2020 and 2025. These are known as the VRATs. Uh, The community has been waiting too long for Parliament to resolve these issues and uh, Friends of the Earth and Coal Seam Seam Gas Free Victoria uh, and Yes to Renewables are asking people to join uh, them on the steps of the Victorian Parliament for the first sitting day and uh, calling on the government to put a ban on onshore gas and a call for an ambitious Victorian renewable energy target. So if you want to uh, get along to that rally on February the 9th, the first sitting day of Parliament, check it out on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find. Just uh, put in Rally Feb 9 Ban Onshore Gas and it should pop up for you. Uh, And uh, pass it along, share it around and get ready to uh, send a clear message to our politicians on the first day of Parliament. You've been with Sam and we've been talking about forests, greater gliders and how people can get involved in a really simple way. You don't need experience uh, to get out there and support Gecko and the amazing work they're doing in the Gippie region to uh, protect some of our forests. Uh, next week, I believe Colin will be sitting in this chair and he'll be talking further about what's coming up at that rally on the 9th of Feb. Uh, hope you have a great week. <laughs>